All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Timeline, episode 128. Uh, proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, and I am your stand-in host tonight, Drew, at dr underscore pra, typically co-hosting with Josh. But tonight we have a special blast from the past with us, Bill at Super Dupaflex. Bill, how are you doing? Doing good, Drew. This will be fun. I'm... Uh... Yeah, this is a great time of year, so um, happy to uh, be on the show to talk about the draft, and it's always fun talking with you, brother. Awesome. I was so relieved that you were available to come on when Josh <laughs> told me he was traveling, because this would have been a very interesting monologue uh, <laughs> if it was just me. So Yeah, it's tough doing solo pods. Um, yeah, that's it's tough to... It's easy when you can bounce like conversation off of each other. It's really it tough. It is there. much easier, yes. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who maybe haven't listened to us for a, a real long time, uh, Bill was one of the original hosts of this Timeline podcast. Uh, helped create the Fantasy Timeline chat on Twitter, which if you want to jump in there with us, Bill's in there. Uh, so if you like what you hear tonight, you'll be able to uh, get some more of his thoughts along the way. But for those of us who have been uh, familiar with Bill for a while, what have you been up to since uh, the end of the season? Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, I have other projects that I've been doing, you know, um, that just aren't fantasy football related. So I've kind of been focusing on that. Um, uh, so that's kind of been my, my free time outside of work, but yeah, nothing too uh, crazy. Um, just uh, thawing out from the winter and um you know, looking forward to actually being able to live life out, you know, this summer. So, um, but nothing too exciting. Um, yeah, just, man. uh, you know, actually the last few weeks I've just been focusing on the draft. So that's been a lot of fun and kind of getting back, uh, getting my fancy football juices flowing again. Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a draft to kind of complement the off season or the, um, uh, the free agency period, which is pretty cool to see them both uh you know really be exciting times was there anything uh, i know you were with us last week for the dap network a couple of the uh hours that we were on anything from friday or saturday that really stood out for you or anything from uh i know you're a lions guy so anything from detroit that you're particularly excited about this year um well as, just as a lions fan i was pretty pretty darn happy about the the draft i think you know hutchinson falling to them i mean that's not fantasy related but that's exciting and um Trading up for Jamison Williams, which is great. Um, you know, I, I think that the Lions, they don't expect to, you know, contend for a playoff spot this year. So they can take the risk of, uh, you know, getting an injured guy and letting him heal up. And, um, you know, he'll be back full force next year. And um, hopefully they'll be better and, you know, could potentially get a wild card spot or something like that. So, or at least, you know, have some fun games in December, which, Lions fans, that's all we're rooting for. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good. Drafted a tight end that's, um, you know, a, you know, a receiving tight end that was hurt this year, um, but was apparently really good the year before. So, um, you know, fifth round. So, I mean, that that's fun. Um, you know, obviously they have hack, so I'm not sure that this guy's going to do much uh, next year or two, but somebody to keep an eye on. Um but yeah, I mean, mainly they pick defense. So, but I think that's what they needed to do. I'm pretty excited about the offense as a whole. Um, you know, you look at every position, and I mean, 
there's a lot worse at each position in, in the NFL. So um, absolutely went from a very interesting and um, you know kind of a scary wide receiver core last year to looks a lot more professional this year with uh, the guys that are there. Yeah, the the contributors last year like uh, Cleef Raymond and um, uh, Reynolds, uh, they were starters, you know, the second half of the season, and now they're the depth guys, you know, yep. bringing Chark and um, you know get Jamison Williams. So, yeah, that was good. I mean, it was fun to watch, you know, all the the running backs get drafted and the wide receivers and the craziness, you know, like I mean, New England's draft was just like, what the heck happened, you know? I mean. Somehow it's all going to work out for them because that's just what happens sometimes. But like, yeah. yeah so that, not that while was Josh fun. Allen's around. What's that? Not while Josh Allen's around. Well, yeah, whatever. hopefully not. Hey, I I just uh, traded for my first uh, Josh Allen uh, share recently. So um, yeah, that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good trade. I thought. Yeah, I think I might have overpaid, but that's okay. Um, Get the QB one. So um, I gave up Lance, the 102, and um, Fryermuth in a 1.75 tight end premium. Um, yeah, I, I, Lance, I'm just not sure about. Um, he could be, you know, if he ends up becoming something, then, I mean, I totally lose the trade. Um, 102, I mean, it was, when I gave that up, it was kind of more like, um, Malik Willis was still a potential yep. 102, yep. you know, so now it's what just, a change. Yeah. So, I mean, that benefited me, you know, Fryermuth, you know, he's a, you know, he's, he's probably going to be a, a solid tight end. I'm not sure he's gonna be a high volume tight end. So yeah. I, um, I'm not sure that the 1.75 really helps, you know, Yeah, he's replaceable him. and yeah, the 102, man, what a value drop or what a change, I guess, in approach uh, after the draft. Do you have somebody that you feel like is, locked in as your 102 in, in Superflex leagues? Well, I mean, no, I mean, I don't. I If I need a running back, I'm taking Walker. I have no problem with that. Um, I'm, I'm probably higher on him than most, but I'm also biased because he went to Michigan State, so um, which is my alma mater. Um, so I don't mind having a few shares of him. Um, I'm str- the problem is I'm probably going to pick him just because I don't know which wide receiver to take, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, 102 to 107 or 108, even, um, you know, if you take Pickett out, um, so 109, like, I mean, I think that from 102 to 109, I mean, we're, I'm seeing trades this year that are just crazy that well, you would never see in other years because, it's just one big tier, you know, it seems like the first round almost is a big tier outside of Brees Hall. So, um, but even, you know, you traded up to one Oh one a couple of times and you didn't give up a ton to get to one, you know, so it seems like everybody's just kind of met on the, on the crop as a whole. And, um, you know, some of these guys are going to pan out. So, I mean, you know, it's almost like one of those ones where I'm, there's a lot of them. I had traded my picks, but you know, I'm considering jumping back in just because I feel like the price is yeah. somewhat low. So, so reasonable. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got to imagine three of the five wide receivers will at least be, you know, wide receiver three, four guy, you know, at, at worst. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with some upside to be wide receiver twos, which, you know, if you get a couple wide receiver twos out of those, five or six, I mean, 
you know, you've got them for a shoot while. Your shot, too. right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it's, yeah, and even there, it's, uh, you know, that, like you said, it's a big kind of a blob there because you have folks that are uh, pro London, anti London. You've got folks that still have Burks as their first wide receiver, um, you know, assuming that he'll be able to fill in serviceably for AJ Brown there. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who works out. I, I prefer Garrett Wilson. So if I get stuck with a 102 somewhere, and I, I, I probably take Garrett Wilson with a longer shelf life versus Kenneth Walker, but you could definitely see a lot of folks. I'm in Josh's league on sleeper that I've got the 101, 102, and I could definitely see myself taking both running backs. So, yeah, not to humble brag, but most of the 102, 103s I have are I traded for those picks, you know. Um, so it's not, I guess it's not humble brag. I'm bragging. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, I, th- those are teams that I do need a, a running back and I am a contender. So I'm, I'm totally fine doing that. But yeah, I agree. I think that if I earn the one Oh two or, or whatever, I'm it's tough. Like I can't grab the running back there. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it's interesting because they all have kind of warts, those wide receivers. So it's just like, which one do we, um, you know, which one do we pick? And I don't even know the answer. Um, the one that's most intriguing to me is Traylon Burks. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, you know, a lot of people sold it that he is just a gadget, but, like, he was pretty pretty solid, like, high-pointing deep passes. And, you know, I thought it was pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know. I can't – I don't understand all the, you know, how good people are off the line and route running and all that. But the dude looked – pretty solid in what I saw and um, he's pretty intriguing just being a big wide receiver, you know, and um, yeah. So he's probably the most intriguing to me. I'm not sure I would draft him first, but yeah. Uh, See, Steve Dennis here. <laughs> <laughs> also traded for my one Oh twos and one Oh threes, not a humble brag. Um, yeah. We actually, I got one of the one Oh ones from Steve. Um <laughs> <laughs> It was so. a humble brag. He moved from 101 <laughs> to 102. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then our uh, recovering really truther here. Yeah, definitely feels like a diversify. Yeah, try to. I think you yeah. were mentioning this before we got on live. You're trying to get one of everybody on a different roster so that you have yeah. exposure. Let's collect and, them all. Yep. Yep. I love that. Um, K Mac back, jumped in and, and saw who's here. Uh, he's in. Uh, he's in one of the. Uh, safe leagues with me and saw a couple of trades go down where uh, I think my co-manager and I also, gosh, where did we go up to? We got up to the 111. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if we can kind of climb our way back up there in that league as well. Because, yeah, there is so much movement. It's uh, different this year. Previous years, it's been such a difficult time trying to get one of the top two or three, maybe four picks out of somebody's hands because you're locked in. And it's like, great, if I get one of the quarterbacks or I get – uh, it was a couple years ago. It was I'll, I'll take JTCH. I'll take Tua. I'll take Burrow. It doesn't matter which one. It's going to take a monster offer to get the 103 or 104 from me. But this year, I, I think people can't trade out fast enough, especially after the draft, that they feel like they're getting some kind of return back. Yeah, it's interesting because the 10 people who earn 101, like I mean, do you really want Brees Hall? Like you know what I mean? Like Brees Hall's the best guy in this draft, but at the same time, is he? He's not like Zeke when he came out or, or JT, you know, the people are comparing him a little bit to JT, but I'm just not sure he's in the situation yeah. where he's going to get that volume, you know? So like, I think that 
it's and it's just disappointing a little. I mean, his value is not gonna bump until the season starts, right? And we yep. see what we got because people are are Michael Carter's there. You know, there's things they're worried about the offense in general. You know, there's just a lot of things that um, are kind of working against yeah. people being really aggressive and picking him up. Yeah, is Zach Wilson really going to make a step forward? Is he is he really worth the 102 last year? You know, are they going to hold on and see what's there next year? So it's it's interesting because there's definitely a lot of talent surrounding him. Uh, I know you and I are both Elijah Moore fans, so that was kind of a it, it, that was tough for me to see the teams with Elijah Moore as soon as they took Garrett Wilson, and that's that's why I traded the 102s in a couple places because I've already got Elijah Moore on that team, and I don't want to take Garrett Wilson at 102, so I, I end up with at least a running back on the Jets instead of two wide receivers. Because uh, I don't think Zach Wilson is Joe Burrow, and I, I don't want, you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, the wide receiver one, wide receiver two on that team. Um, here's a question from Steve. What's one of the most fun, interesting, or weird, worst things you've seen happen in your drafts? Um, I think you texted me and, and Josh a, a, a screenshot yeah. from one of your drafts. You want to talk to that real I quick? I feel bad. Yeah. I mean, so – yeah, I mean, we just we have somebody who kind of blew their team up, has a bunch of picks. Um, you know, he came in, took over a, a team. Um, Tough to do. And um, I can't recall if it. I don't want to get give names because I don't want to sure. call anybody out. But um, yeah, he just, he came in. You know, he kind of gave up fantasy football, and he popped back in, kind of thing. And so he has a bunch of first round picks. I think he had five or six first round picks. So he had the the 104, 105, um, and then the 108, 910, um, and maybe 112. And um, so at the 104 and 105, he took two quarterbacks, um, uh, Malik Willis and Pickett. And then um, when I got to 108, 910, he picked another quarterback. I think uh, Ritter, maybe. And then um, I think he had an early second and took corral as well so i mean i guess if you're just gonna shotgun and hope you hit on a couple of the the quarterbacks i mean i just feel you know of course we all know the value's not there and um could have used the second round picks probably for most of those players if you really want now would have been aggressive like if you use the early second round picks so um you know i mean that was probably the what i would consider the worst thing i've seen so far um you know, I saw Sky Morgo 103, um, which uh, it's a buddy of mine. And, you know, we're in Michigan. Sky Moore went, <laughs> went to Western Michigan. Yep. So, um, and it's exciting. You know, he went to KC. So I get it. You know, he he believes in them. And, I mean, I can't argue, honestly, with any of these guys <laughs> over somebody else. So, yeah, hey, even, even if we don't think it's right. You know, it's a league that doesn't trade a lot of picks, so he just grabbed his guy. Yeah. Yeah, I've got something similar in one of my leagues here where uh, it looks like a couple of people took quarterbacks pretty early. Uh, a couple of guys had a couple early firsts and then early seconds and kind of bookended their later first and their first second. Both took uh, quarterbacks there. So, again, it, probably, uh, probably not the, the class that you want to collect all the quarterbacks unless you really, um, you know, maybe that – I guess maybe could be a big need or you're, you're really banking on something happening. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, I guess uh, Kenny Pickett, wh- where does he fall? Does he, I think his ADP early ADP right now is probably in that one Oh five to one Oh seven range in a lot of 
super flex drafts. Um, what, what are your thoughts with him based on the draft capital landing spot? Yeah, he's pretty interesting. Um, I've not drafted him yet. Um, he is definitely in that 105 to 107 range pretty much in every one of my super flex leagues so far. Um, there was one pre-draft uh, that went, he went 109, but um, I don't know. I mean, he's a guy that I think that's right for him. I wouldn't, like, if I was in a 14-teamer, I would think I'd be okay grabbing him at 103 or something like that. Um just because you need starting quarterbacks regardless. Right. And um, so I think that he's a tough one, right? Because nobody loved him beforehand. Uh, everybody just kind of felt like, okay, yeah, he's solid. He's most ready to start in the NFL. Um, but then Pittsburgh takes him, And, and that's interesting because like, there's just good, um, good teams, you know, there's good. Um, they usually know what they're doing when they draft and, um, so it's intriguing in that regard. Um, if I need a quarterback and I'm in the mid, you know, I'm, I'm one Oh five, I'm totally fine grabbing him. Yeah. Um, you know, what are my expectations? I mean, it's so hard to say, right? Because like, if you, you look at Pittsburgh's offense last year and it's just a, a dumpster fire because like Ben couldn't throw the ball and, um, you know, everybody's kind of pigeonholed, um, Deontay into this short route, but, Deontay's this like really dynamic deep threat. And, and so it's kind of interesting, like can pick it, you know, take advantage of that, you know, is his a dot actually going to be, you know, outside of seven yards? Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I think pick, it's interesting. Like I'm excited to see what he'll, he can do. I may not end up with any shares of him. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, I don't think he's, we're, I don't think we're ever going to see him be like a consistent top 12 player. Um, you know, I, I, I would expect he's in that 14 to 18 range annually. Um, but with those weapons around him, who's to say, you know? Um, yeah, he's got a, got a lot of good people around, good defense, so not a lot of pressure to put a ton of points up. Yeah. Tomlin's clearly, you know, going to be in a Hall of Fame someday as a coach. No doubt. Um, but yeah, do you, do you, what's, what are your odds on him starting week one? Do you think, you know, that's tough. Um, like Trubisky's bad. Like, I mean, he Trubisky, the problem with Trubisky is, you know, he's probably a little more dynamic, um, as a runner than, um, than Pickett. but like his accuracy outside of like, he's like Jalen hurts, right? Like, I mean, he's just not accurate once you get to the intermediate routes and further and, I don't, I mean, it's like having Ben, like, I think that's why they mm -hmm. signed him is because like, well, we can run the same offense we did last year with Trubisky and we're paying, um, you know, way less. So, yep. um, I think that that's why they signed him because they didn't know they were going to get picket. And, you know, I think now they're just like, oh, we could, now we have a quarterback that can actually throw 20 yard passes and reasonably accurate. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll, it'll be fun. It, I think he could, because I think. I think he could start week one. Um, I would, if I were to bet, I think he will. Yeah. You? Yeah, I, I think it's probably, uh, I, I give him maybe a 40% chance, pretty close to 50, 50. Um, it'll be interesting to see how some of the, the OTAs and the camps and stuff go. And 
you know, hear the reports there. Who knows how how honest they'll be? But you know, get to a couple preseason games. Yeah. But again, like you said, it's it's a good organization. They've typically made some pretty good choices. Um, I mean, they they nailed quarterback in two thousand five, right? Carried him for sixteen years. So, um, yeah, you, I think you trust the organization, and and that's where you know you look at some of the other places like a Jacksonville or a Chicago, maybe, and it's, and, and you take away from some of the the folks that go there because you don't trust the organization. Right. But yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll push him either. I think that's the nice thing about having Trubisky there is he's not, uh, he's not under pressure to be week one ready if he's not going to be there and they can take their time to assess that and try to develop a little bit. So if it has to be at a, a bye week or something like that, um, yeah, I would trust him in that organization. So I think it's a little under 50%, but I would not be at all surprised if, if he's week one and they see what he's got. So, uh, as far as, uh, some of the other moves outside of the draft, um, some of the big trades here, uh, we talked about Burks, uh, a little bit and kind of the excitement there and what his potential could be thoughts on uh, a couple of the other receivers that moved around for you. How do you feel about AJ Brown and Philly? How do you feel about Hollywood in, in Arizona now, especially with the Hopkins news? Um, my first reaction was this is bad for AJ Brown. Um, I just, I'm not sure. You know, it's kind of a low volume. Like, they went really low volume passing attack, you know, after I don't know what week it was, like week six or seven yeah. or something like that. And um, so that's my concern if they stick with that. I, but then, you know, I've listened to some podcasts. You know, some people made a lot of sense. Like, you know, he's a low A dot receiver for the most part anyway. So you just get the ball in his hand and get, you know, then you have the yak master take care of it, you know. And yeah. And so, like, he's a really good complement to Hertz in that regard, you know. Um, you know, maybe he's not going to get as many, uh, you know, deep passes. I don't know. But, like, he's still – he can comp- – he's going to help Hertz, no doubt. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Hertz goes up, moves up, in my opinion. Um, but I think it still does hurt A.J. Brown just a little bit. Um, Marquise Brown um, – I was that that's more exciting to me, like as in change of like where like, you know, like expectations of the player. You know, I yeah. think that like you're going from a really low volume. I mean, they were kind of high volume last year, but like it's looking like they're going to go back to a little bit more of a lower volume passing attack. Um, and then you go to a, like a super fast paced offense, you know, yeah. and um so that's exciting. There's just going to be more, just because they play faster, there's going to be so much more opportunity for Marquise Brown. And if he can like get his concentration um, drops, you know, I mean, l- last year, like people would be, he'd be a wide receiver one. If he didn't have some of these ridiculous drops from uh, last year, like, I mean, he yeah. probably would have had four more touchdowns, probably another 400 yards. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like 80, 80- 80 yard, you know, touchdowns that he's yeah. dropping. And so I don't know. It's exciting. I, I all of a sudden, like I started making moves for him before the draft and, um, nice. and I, I've now have a decent amount of shares of him. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty excited about him. Um, then the, uh, 
the uh, DeAndre Hopkins news, you know, that's pretty disappointing. Um, I do have a few shares of him still. I was kind yep. of banking on him being a, a wide receiver two for me or something like that, yep. you know, but um, playoffs. Yeah. Perfect. Um, you know, so we'll see. I mean, and it might be for the best, right? Because you yep. let Marquise Brown fit in, you know, they might look at it where he's going to be healthier towards the end of the season. Like you say with the playoffs. So yeah, um, that could be a positive and you know, there is the comfort level with uh, Marquise Brown and uh, Kyler. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about him. I think that, um, you know, he's probably the guy who moved the most up um, from trades and stuff like that. This, you know, during draft season, I think. Yeah, that was. I'm excited for that as well, and hopefully he'll make that transition smooth, and he'll get a lot of opportunity. Um, hearing a few other folks talk about uh, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts apparently are BFFs. So looking over the last couple of years and seeing some of these quarterback wide receiver duos that either went to school together or um, you know have figured out how to gel, uh, we'll see how that how that pans out. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think for for Hurts, hopefully that is going to be a good bump for him. A.J. Brown definitely won't get as much of the, the play action, which got him open in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a difference for him. But he also has more support at the wide receiver or at the receiving positions between Devonta Smith and Goddard as well. So uh, we'll see what kind of room he gets in the in the short and intermediate routes that maybe uh, Hertz can be a little bit more accurate with. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, again, just some some really fun moves this last week that are going to shake some things up uh, for Dynasty, you know, some different questions on values. Um, it still feels like a, a pretty fluid off season. And, and I don't know that a lot of values will get settled in for a while. So I think there'll be some fun trades. It'll be interesting to look at like the DLF trade finder over the next few weeks, a <laughs> yeah. couple of months and see kind of the, the broad range or the spectrum of, of trades that are given up for different players. Um, and then the ADP I think will be all over the place as well. Uh, it'll be funny in, in, a, in a month or two after we go through all these drafts, uh, we're going to have a bunch of those wide receivers where their average ADP is like 1.42789 because they're all being in that that lump. But um, Yeah, the uh, standard deviation is going to be really big for those guys because yes. it's just going to be, you know, they're going to be picked in such a broad range. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about wide receivers. Running backs, you know, we talked about the top two, which are pretty easy right now. Um, anything for some of the the third round guys maybe that are the day two guys that day two late day two guys that you're excited about or anybody late on day three that you're you're still holding hope out for um i mean i just like i mean i just want to grab those guys like i mean there's the wide receivers once you get past you know third round i really don't even want to touch too much maybe early fourth i'm willing to um you know grab some of those guys but um, I don't think I'm too, I, I really don't care who it is. Cause I just, I can't say I know like who's gonna take the job. Like, I mean, Damian Pierce is really intriguing just because he was super efficient at Florida and the coaching staff is apparently not very good at, uh, using their talented players. Uh, kind of same thing happened with Tony. Um, yep. so like, that's interesting. You know, you went to a place where he could earn a lot of opportunity uh, in Houston. Um, so he's interesting. Uh, Zamir White is kind of interesting, like, because they, uh, Vegas 
declined the fifth year option for uh, Josh Jacobs. So obviously this coaching staff or this staff in general is looking to move on. Um, So he's interesting to me. Um, Obviously he's not much, doesn't have the catching, you know, or the receiving chops like some of the guys do. Um, You know, there's some of the guys, even like later round guys like Algier, he fell into a pretty solid situation, you know, just going to Atlanta. And I mean, it's really him and uh, Cordero. So um, he's interesting. Um, But there's a lot of guys. Spiller, um, I think he fell into a great situation with the Chargers. I mean, you're not going to be the guy, but you're going to be the second guy because I mean, he was still really productive and I mean, he's not overly athletic, you know, but I mean, there's a lot of running backs who have been successful and not athletic. Like, I think we overrate athleticism sometimes, especially for running backs. And, um, so I think he can be a a solid running back. And I mean, if anything happened to Eckler, he's the guy, you know, um, cause I don't think that, um, Kelly is the answer. And nope. who was the guy they drafted last year? Um, uh, all I can think of is Justin Jackson. Who's, who's just, uh, yeah. Well, he's, I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Yeah. Um, the guy from Iowa, I can't think of his name, but um, anyway, that tells you exactly. Yep. All you need to know. <laughs> so I think he's in a good spot. Um, there's a lot of guys. Uh, you and I were talking beforehand about Cook. Yeah. Uh, he's a really tough round tree. Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, he uh, cooks interesting, uh, but I'm just not sure how to, um, what to do with him because he is going in that late first, early second range, um, usually in the 110 to 202 range. Yeah. Um, like, I get it. He's a really good receiver. Um, I'm just worried that you have a quarterback who doesn't really dump off to the running backs. It's a t- team in general who doesn't uh, pass the running backs a ton. Um, yeah. You know, it's a quarterback that's going to run oftentimes rather than passing it. Um, and they're just – all the wide receivers are just, you know, I mean, they're just down the field. So it's just – I'm not sure what to do with him, especially with – you know, you have Singletary, who is a good runner, um, showed it, you know, in the second half of the season. So um, where's the opportunity to get like enough touches to be like a real fantasy relevant player? Um, I think you could just get other players like veterans that could do something similar um, for a lower price than what you'd have to pay to get him. But there is the upside of if they do end up giving him a bunch of, uh, if he is a better runner than um, Singletary, does he end up being Jamal Charles? You know, who the hell knows? So, um, so I'm just not really sure, you know? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be curious to see. I think, uh, I think he'll, he'll push Zach Moss out pretty quick and it'll be oh, for sure. Singletary yeah. pretty, pretty easily, pretty early on. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to increase volume or if it's more of a, you know, for the games where they have to push the pace to keep up, you know, as, if they're looking more toward, playoffs and some of the the end of season games where they don't maybe want to give their hand away on second down quite as easily. Um, we'll see what happens there. I, I love the offense, of course. So that's, that's the other part is you get a good player and a good offense. It's tough to say no, but yeah. would you, ref, would you prefer to, to get somebody like a Rashad white, who's 
with Brady, who loves to dump off to the running backs, if he can... no, because I think that's still only like maybe one year. Um, I think I would rather Cook over him. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing is that Cook's going to be in the two minute offense, yeah. so that's something also to consider is that he's going to get a bunch of. Um, that's where he's going to probably earn his chops, right? Like or earn his keep by by doing that. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's a tough one for me. I, I, there's just other guys I like in that area that it's, yeah. it's hard for me to draft him there. I'd rather like go get some of those guys at the end of the second. Um, and I'm just as content having them on my team as opposed yeah. to him. We're, uh, so we were talking, you've got a couple of, you've got a draft pick coming up in one of our leagues and you're, you're between a couple of the receivers there. Um, so you've got the end of the first, where, where are you putting Trey McBride or is he your tight end one in this group at this point or, for, for those of us that are, I think a lot of us are in those tight end premiums now. So yeah, I'm not really fan. reaching for him. Um, I mean, I get it. He was their offense, but we see that a lot of times where there's just, he's the best guy on their team. You know, he's at Colorado state and yep. um, he might end up being a good ish tight end. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's a, like tight ends are so tough that if you're drafting the second round or you're drafting the fifth round, we don't know which guy's going to end up being the guy, you know, I've almost decided that I just want to take the guys who are truly cannot block. Like those are the guys yeah. I want because um, the guys that block, you know, OJ Howard is a really good tight end, but he's a really good blocker. And so what are they doing with OJ Howard? They are Tampa just had them line up to block like he wasn't going running routes and yeah. um i think that's what we're going to see this you know knox is taking a hit. i'm just completely tangenting here but uh <laughs> knox you know is taking a hit because they signed oj howard but i think that we're going to see the same thing they're going to use him more as like an additional blocker more times than that and so um i just i've decided i'm just going for the guys who aren't good blockers because they're the teams aren't going to put them in that position they're going to be out there to catch passes and and so um the guy who really caught my eye um is charlie uh kohler okay um he was ended up being drafted by uh the ravens yep um and his comp was essentially mark andrews um so like that's interesting like those are the kind of guys that i'm looking for you know cheaper um that have that sort of profile um I don't want the guys who are, yeah, I definitely don't want blockers. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a, I don't know if I'll have McBride on any of my teams, even if it's a team, like a two tight end league, I'm not going to spend my capital on him when I can get other guys that I think would help me later on, um, you know, for a way cheaper price. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the fun too, is you get in the third and fourth round and take some of these shots and see, um, you know, who pans out. I mean, for those folks who grabbed Gabe Davis in the last round of their, their drafts. Right. And then, you know, hopefully you, you went and did something with him. Um, I'm still the diehard bills fan that has him on probably too many rosters when I should have cashed in. But, uh, but yeah, a couple things here. Uh, speaking of some later round guys, Justin Ross. Um, I can't even remember what the condition is that, uh, that he's got, but the, it's not looking good. So, uh, Steve, how do I feel about drafting Justin Ross? 
Uh, I, I, I wouldn't unless I just have a super deep roster and I want to, I want to feel a good story. Like I hope that the the guy gets a chance somewhere. Um, you know, ultimately hope that he's healthy, but, um, I don't, I don't plan to draft him anywhere and hope that he pans out for anything in, in fantasy. How about you, Bill? Yeah, I want to draft him. Um, but I just feel like somebody else will before me, um, because of the name and there's the, you know, even if it's a 1% chance that he, you know, gets to 80% of what he was. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be a huge win. Um, Absolutely. I just don't know. You know, like, I mean, it's cool that he, that Kansas City signed him, but I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that have to go his way to even make the roster, you know? Yeah. Like, the, I'm sure the team's doing just going to do a million tests now. Um, because I think there's a liability there too, right? Like, I mean, they're going to have to foot the bill if he, you know, has some monstrous uh, injury while he's playing for them. So um, I don't know. I think that like, I I am so rooting for him because the poor kid, man, he was, you know, he outproduced T Higgins his freshman year. So like, that's the kind of player he was. And then now here we are. So um, terrible, feel terrible. He didn't get drafted, but I, I mean, if I had a late, like I have the 412 or something, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, whoever I take here, I can pick up on waivers. Yeah. Maybe I just make it a, uh, you know, a feel good draft pick and, you know, hold on to them and see what happens. Uh, Absolutely. Until October or August, you know? Yeah. If you can hold on to them, go for it. And yeah. I mean, there is still that possibility. So um, there's another one I think we, we saw earlier. Uh, so post draft, who would you rather have in PPR dynasty, uh, DK or AJ Brown or Elijah Moore and, or Devonta Smith? So which one do you want to go at first, there, Bill? So is it who do I want of the four of them? I think it's uh, two comparisons. Do you want DK or AJ Brown? Oh, and gotcha. Between Elijah Moore and Devonta Smith, do you have a preference? Yeah, that's interesting. I... Yeah, I don't know. Like DK AJ Brown's a tough one. Like I love AJ Brown, but I just feel like DK hasn't had the health issues. Um, seems like AJ Brown's been missing some time yep. um, each season. Um, so I think I go uh, DK there, um, just because I feel like this year. I mean, if they don't have a quarterback, I mean they're going to get one next year. So. Yeah. Um, I think that like, you know, you just have to weather this year and he, and yeah, I think that he'll be fine, but I mean, the same thing could be said for uh, AJ Brown, you know, he may not have the same quarterback in a year, but um, I think that's really close. And I I don't think it, if I had one on the roster, I wouldn't trade for the other one. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Elijah Moore or Devonta Smith. I like Elijah Moore. Um, I think Devonta Smith's probably the right answer, but I'm going to choose Elijah Moore. I just, he's more of the kind of wide receiver I like. I, I don't really like those slight guys. And I, uh, I'm just not sure, um, you know, with the volume that you're going to have really high production from both AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on DK. If I had AJ Brown and I had a reasonable deal to get DK, or if I could convince somebody that based on his situation, um, AJ Brown is now worth more 
even if it's a third or something to DK, I would take DK. Uh, I think um, he produced last year with a, a series of different quarterbacks. I think he's just, I mean, I got you. The guy is you, you watch him run down. <laughs> I still have that video playing in my head from two seasons ago, watching him run down uh Buda Baker, 90 yards. Um, so oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, give me give me that guy. Uh, it's crazy that they were teammates for Ole Miss. Yeah, and um, Elijah Moore. Yeah, and yeah <laughs> so it's like the all SEC group here. Um, I would still probably take Devonta Smith. I think I'm I'm probably on the higher scale for Hertz. I still have. I think my gut tells me he. I think he survives next year. Uh, I think he has. Um, I think he'll make enough of an improvement, and I think they've got the weapons around him to really prop him up and not ask too much from him where if he can find that sweet spot and, um, you know, make good decisions on when to run, when to throw, when to, you know, take the sack or throw it away. Yeah. I think he, he could have a a good next few years here, you know, next two or three seasons could be really good for him. And I, I like Devonta Smith. Um, I, I like seeing him get through this past year as a rookie healthy, um, make some good plays didn't feel like he was getting, uh, you know, just absolutely pushed around and yep. disappearing. So, the Elijah Moore situation is a little scary. Um, you know, if they if they replace Zach Wilson next year, it's I'll, I'll probably change my tune in a heartbeat because I I do like Elijah Moore a lot, uh, and I think if they can get the right system in place and the right quarterback, whether that's Zach Wilson actually figuring things out or somebody from next year, um, I think he and uh, Garrett Wilson could be a really really good duo um, together. So, uh, close all together, but yeah, I think, uh, I'm with, with Bill on the DK side and, uh, I'll take the Devonta side on the second set there. Um, I don't know if that helps or hurts you really truth or hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're getting a good deal either way. And really uh, honestly, out of these four, I don't think you get, if you have two of these four on your team or your teams, you're probably in good shape. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I, I think that Devonta, He's probably the right pick this year, um, for sure. So maybe that's just the answer, because um, he'll his value will go up more. Yeah, it, it, it'll be so interesting this year to see um, any any uh, survivors for you from the draft. Anybody that you thought maybe was going to take a hit based on what their team was set up to do, based either on team needs or maybe some projections early on pre-draft, but uh, guys that survived and now you're you're back in on or um you know you're you're glad you held on to hmm not really sure um i'm trying to think of like anybody i was super worried that they were gonna i think most of the people i felt were gonna get replaced did yeah um um yeah there's really nothing that comes to mind Trying to think like quarterbacks, uh, you know, anybody that you thought maybe was going to get a an early round uh, replacement option, or I don't think so because it, like you know, I think that all those players ended up in the teams I would have expected them to end up in. It just was two rounds later than you know, so like I don't think that that's um like those players still have opportunity. I just maybe they're not yeah. as good as we thought they were, or as a community collective we, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm running I know some backs. people were, were thinking maybe Albert O was at risk in Denver. Do you feel any better about him based on 
I know they did. They I think they did draft somebody later, but uh, third round. Um, oh, th- okay. Yeah, I uh, like tight ends. I'm never worried about because I just don't expect rookies to produce. Um, so I think that you know I don't think anything changes for Albert O. Um, but I didn't expect anything to change. Uh, yeah. it, it would have to be a wide receiver or a running back, and there like there's not a ton of running backs, so. Um, it, it was a year where a lot of the draft picks kind of went where we thought they would go. So I don't think that like, you know, a lot of people thought Michael Carter, uh, but it doesn't surprise me that they wanted somebody who was a little bit more of, of a runner, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just one of those years where like nothing stunned me. And I, and there's no team, like even that drafted wide receivers where you're like, wow, why did they like, they didn't need to draft a wide receiver, you know? Like, yeah they all made sense. So like, this is just that one year where just oddly the draft made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. You've got George Pickens at Pittsburgh, which, uh, any, any, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you think somebody gets moved or, uh, I don't know. I think like, you know, they drafted, uh, what was it? The guy from Memphis. Was it Austin? Was he from yeah, Memphis? Uh, they got who else? Shoot, George Pickens. And then yeah, Calvin Austin. Yeah, so Austin's more of a burner, so he kind of replaces the role for uh, James Washington. Mm-hmm. And then they lost Juju. So, like, I don't necessarily think that um, you have to move somebody. Um, maybe Pickens and Claypool are a little bit um, redundant, um, where that wasn't the case with Juju. Um, but, you know, maybe they move Deontay into the uh, slot a little bit, and they play those two guys outside. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. excited about Pickens, honestly. Um, I, I think you can still use Claypool. Um, Claypool can still be kind of that. What what they did is rookie year, you know, where yeah. they're giving him some runs. They're uh, yeah. just. I mean, he looked awesome that year. So yeah. manufactured like, some touches for him. You know, it's interesting how like the last couple wide receivers, like Juju, they had that like maturity issue, and then they kind of like just shit went downhill. But you had a horrible quarterback, you know. So like I don't know I, I I would say that's the biggest one where you're like ooh you know like that's kind of uh, some toes are getting stepped on here um, yeah but um, I can see where they can all play at least you know how do you feel about uh, any any changes for Antonio Gibson I know you got him on a team in a league we're in yeah with, uh, Robinson going there <laughs> you see that one coming I'm pretty worried about that one to be honest with you I like I'm just not sure. Like he seems like a pretty good running back, right? He he's running decently. You would think, um, yeah, going yeah. To Alabama. But I think the problem is he just isn't a good blocker. Maybe, um, you know, they uh, Robinson's an exceptional blocker. So you bring in a running back who can already mm-hmm. out. You know, you have a wide receiver that went to running back. Like, yeah, you know, so that's probably something that he just hasn't been able to pick up. So. I think Robinson is probably the biggest, like my biggest, Ooh, you know, like that, that's a good call. Um, and I think we might see him out there a little more than what we expect. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So it's not like he's not talented. Um, yeah. Played at Alabama. You got Carson Wentz as your quarterbacks trying to keep him clean and upright as much as possible. Yep. So So you're going to want, you know, that helps the line a little, you know, I mean, not a lot, but like at least you got somebody back there that can kind of do their job where, 
you know, McKissick's not going to be the guy that's going to be an exceptional blocker. He's a smaller guy, um, you know, and maybe Gibson's just not good good at that. So the difference between the two running backs might not be as great as we think, and they might have to make uh, Gibson a little bit more of a, a gadgety guy. Yeah. So which, yeah, yeah. I'm not touching him. Like in redraft, I'm not grabbing yeah. Gibson unless he plummets. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be way down there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm worried. Um. If I for any of the uh, Gibsons on my teams. Yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, as far as New England, you mentioned them earlier. Interesting draft, right? Uh, love seeing McVeigh's reaction to their first round draft is strange. Uh, yeah. And you found that out in the press conference. Um. Thoughts on uh, their running back room pretty much stay the same for you. Um, yeah, it's just like, man, like, cause that, like, there's some guys that they drafted that, you know, are interesting. And yep. you get those, these interesting guys and you already add them to like Ramondre. And, uh, you know, I, I know that Harris, some of this is yeah. just to replace, they're probably not going to resign Damian Harris. So, you know, they're going to have somebody that can kind of learn and then maybe take that role over a little bit. Yeah, they got um, themselves a new Harris this year. But yeah, yeah. So I, I think I'm just avoiding like if I haven't learned by now, you know what I mean? Am yeah. I ever going to? So yeah. um like I have Ramondre on a few teams. I I'm he's the guy I'm most interested in. Um but I'm not super interested. Yeah. Like he should be like my fourth running back. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, I hopefully, mean, he's he got my a bargain last in year, a few right? Teams, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I can't argue with that. I, I, I've had a couple That's of startups this year that, uh, yeah, that went down the same path. But, uh, but yeah, let's let's play a little QB game here to close it out. So we know Kenny Pickett's got a good chance to start this year. Um, so we've got Desmond Ritter backing up Mariota. We've got Willis backing up Tannehill. Matt Corral in Carolina back, presumably backing up Sam Darnold to start. Um, out of those three, who do you think takes over first because their starter in front of them sucks? Well, I think that, um, Malik Harris is third. Um, I think Tannehill just because of the, is gonna, he's gonna have to look as bad as he did, you know, in the playoffs to, um, to get pulled at some point. I just don't, I think that Malik Harris is so raw, like I just, I think you would have to hope his athleticism could do something. And I think that shit's going to be moving so fast for him. He won't be able to do it this year. Um, So it's down to the other two guys. I think that we'll see. uh, I I think we'll see um, Ritter be the first. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure Mariota is really a starter. I mean, they brought him in a few times just as a, you know, like a wildcat kind of quarterback in Vegas. But I just don't think, you know, he's, you know, if he hasn't started in four years or three years or whatever it is, I don't don't think he's going to be a starter for long. So I, and, and Ritter is really the second guy that they say is most NFL ready. Yeah. So he would be my bet, but I'm super interested in Corral too. Um, Cause I think that Darnold, I mean, Adam Gase just fucked that guy. And like, 
he just didn't have a fair shake, you know, yep. like he didn't have the opportunities. They didn't sign players. They're not doing what they did for Zach Wilson for him. Um, you know, and he probably wasn't as good as we thought he was either. So, um, you know, some people comped him to Jameis Winston when he came out. So yeah, it could be. <laughs> so, yeah. It's such a fragile position, right? Cause yeah. I mean, you watch some of these quarterbacks that, that get get a little time, get a little support. I mean, it's it's amazing to see what they could be. And they're all, I mean, they're all so athletic, right? You know, they're all yeah. super athletes there to make it here to get drafted in the first round or high by an NFL team. And then just between the ears and, uh, you know, kind of the emotions that ride with it. And these, these are 20, 20, 21 year old kids that are going out here with the future of the franchise on their shoulders. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully none of these guys have to step in too early if they're not ready. But yeah, I think I'm with you that I would put my money on Ritter is the first guy to, yeah. to step in because of the quality of play in front of him. And I mean, you have Drake London, Kyle Pitts. You got a couple of good, good targets there. Yeah. And he's not the most um, accurate passer. But now you just got two big wide receivers essentially yeah. for him. You know what I mean? With a huge catch radius that yeah. that benefits the type of quarterback he is. So um, that's actually a super good compliment to to him. You know, those wide receivers are a good compliment to yeah. him. So yeah, um, and then Patterson out of the backfield makes you makes you be honest there. Yep. So he's either got an easy outlet or somebody that'll be open. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited to see how ADP comes together. Finally this year, I feel like I've got most of my drafts kind of marked out a couple of week. I think last year, all the safe leagues started the same week as everything else. So I was in like eight or nine rookie drafts at a time. So this year yeah. it's, it's a little better pace. Um, how many, how many will you have going this year? So I'm in seven, right? Right now. Oh my um, gosh. Oh my god! But it's, it's they're all moving slowly, so it's not been like yeah. you know crazy. I was expecting today to just be. I had so much to do at work, oh and I'm gosh, just like, yeah. oh man, you know, oh man, this is gonna be terrible. But it's it ended up working out okay. Like, um, you know, some of them were still in the second. We're waiting on the second guy to pick. Um, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, last year it was just it was overwhelming because um, I think I had like thirteen or fourteen drafts going at the same time, and it's just like. You can't even like I have spreadsheets. I have a tab for each uh, each league, you know, and I have yep. the the scoring on there. I have like what I need most, you know. I just I yep. do all that preparation and then, um, you know, the blocking off each of the picks that have been made and, um, you know, trying to catch up again. And then you update the wrong sheet and then you got to go back and back out and redo it and. Uh, just become so, so tough, but I dropped some leagues. So um, I did one pre NFL. I have nice. these seven, another one starts on Friday. Um, and then I have like three um, that are June or later. Oh, nice. So yeah, like our uh, timeline starts in June. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was uh, on purpose <laughs> for sure. Um, we do a, in person, uh, one for Michigan, um, where that's also, uh, the first week of June. So, uh, that's live. So that's a nice one day. Yeah. You know, power through, hang yeah. out. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a fun time though, man. I've been, you know, like Steve, Steve and I are in a few leagues together and he and I have been talking trades, you know, the last few days. And I was just telling him, I'm like, man, this is just so fun. You know, this yeah. is like just a, you kind of go through the doldrums of the off season, you know, yep. it's like, how much do we talk about these draft? You know, everybody's talking about these players and then shit just gets flipped upside down once the draft happens. And it's just, it just feels like the, you know, it's fun. It's entertaining. Absolutely. I get it. But at some point it's just like, we're banging our head on a wall and, and like, let's just see what happens in the draft. Yeah. And um, like, this is like when it jump starts me backing to dynasty for the, you know, for the, uh, you know, we get to start seeing training camps or, you know, rookie camps and all that kind of stuff. Hard knocks like, with the lions this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'd be fun. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a fun time of year. This is like probably my favorite time of the year is like April, you know, through August. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then of course, you know, you got the season, but yeah, then the grind starts all over in a different way, but yeah, the anticipation, We'll start getting some fun clips pretty soon. Yeah, we're gonna see some quads on, you know, some monster quads for a player. And I mean, his, you know, we're gonna be able to sell him for an extra round pick, and it's just awesome. Every news blurb changes values. Yep, yep. Uh, This is the time when all the uh, the beat writers make their money, and yeah, blow sunshine up your ass, and (laughs) like every player is like better than the last guy, and. Oh, it's just awesome. But yeah, then you have the guys who actually do their jobs and they're not the guys who are just uh, <laughs> trying to sell tickets for the team. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. And got to read between those lines. So. Yep. Interpret that coach speak. It'll yep. be fun. It'll be fun. Well, yeah. Bill is awesome. Uh, having you with us again and hopefully we, we see you soon again here. Um, Thank you for stepping in and making this uh, much more interesting for our listeners. Uh, <laughs> thank you for everybody who is in the chat here. Good to see some folks from the FTC, um, K-Mac and, and Steve. Uh, we got our recovering Ridley truther with us as well. So uh, that was a lot of fun to go through some of those questions. And thank you for everybody who's watching us here. Uh, please go ahead and give us a rate and review on, on the YouTube channel. So that way we can continue to get, get out there, get some metrics back, figure out what we can do a little bit differently. Um, and then for those of you listening, uh, through podcasts, appreciate you spending the last hour with us here. Uh, hopefully you're able to take, uh, take something out of this, have some fun and maybe, uh, shake some things up in the upcoming rookie drafts, send some offers out because like we said, it's just such a a wild, wild West right now of where values are. So you catch the right person at the right time and you might be able to, uh, look back in four or five months and be really, really pleased and change the, change the course of your, your dynasty team for a while. So um love all that and i can't wait to see you all next week and uh for old time's sake though i think with that we are out of here late